Right, let's have a look at this. Oh, no way! This thing can pick up two different faces in the same photo. And I've just uploaded an old one just to see whether it made any difference when I was wearing a pair of glasses. Um, and in the back of my room, I've got a, um, a mirror with the fonds on it. What do you mean a mirror with the fonds on it? It's a mirror. Right. With the fonds on it. Have you got, is it like a picture of the fonds taped to the mirror? So when no, you no. up in the morning, you're like, I'm the fonds, man. I can do this. I'm cool. We're cool, right? And you're looking no. at it and you're psyching yourself uh, up. you just got a. No. <laughs> it's, it's like done in um, kind of like a negative style, you know, so the mirror is actually the bits on him, which would be white, like the t-shirt and the highlights on the jacket and that kind of thing. Got it. So it's not a motivational picture of the fonts. Well, he is sticking two thumbs up and saying, hey, hey. And welcome to the May edition of the AV Forums Gaming Podcast. I am, of course, Steve Hill. Hopefully, my mic quality is not terrible this month. My friend Chris Nisbet forgot to bring my mic around this morning, and thus you are stuck with this cheap bit of tap. But we'll, we'll endeavour to power through because you know I take these things very seriously. Um, also, funnily enough, while we're talking of unprofessionalism, we, we haven't played a game this month, fellas, have we? Nope. The game is our faces. The game is our... <laughs> Last-minute improvisation. So we have been on... How old... How old is... It's how-old.net, correct? Yep. Yeah. Don't go on howold.net because it's just spam and nastiness. <laughs> uh, and it analyses your face. You can upload a picture of yourself and uh, it takes a, a guess at what your age is. So... This month, we've decided that we're going to rank it in terms of how close it got to our actual age. Joining me on the podcast, <laughs> with an estimated age 14 years out, or was it 12 years? 12 I think it was 12, years. 12 years out from his actual age. It's Leon Matthews. Hello, Leon. I am not 44. <laughs> we, you, we should really upload these pictures now to the no, thread. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> I do not approve this message. But you look like such a smart, young, wholesome boy. No. You're not I would entrust my Microsoft Exchange server to you. Well, I hope you would do, being as though that is my job. But <laughs> I would not like the world to see me at my desk going, take a picture of myself <laughs> and intentionally sharing it with the world. But no, yes. We need to get another one of you uploaded up there and see if it can get a bit closer. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have put like a fun-loving picture of myself rather than a what you in full party mode yeah exactly maybe i want to see i want to see what that picture looks like maybe it analyzes your surroundings at the same time and right. maybe it's smarter than we think it is it's like oh this guy obviously has a boring job he must be old what are you going to do upload yourself in like a school uniform <laughs> the guy in dc or something <laughs> i'm going to use every trick i've got <laughs> Some glittering crusted T-shirt that you wear when you're out grinding with the ladies. Yeah, that's that, both of those statements are true. Yeah. Also joining me on the pods, we welcome back James Thomas. Hello, it's been a while. It has been a while. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Sorry, uh, work has been keeping me away, but I'm glad to be back. It's good to have you back. You, it got your age. Four years out, is that correct? Uh, f- five years, but still better five than Leon, years. so I can't complain. And, uh, listener, if you haven't seen the picture, I'll talk you through it. 
if for any reason I get overruled and we don't get to upload these pictures to the thread. James is quite heavily accessorised with some thick-rimmed spectacles and headphones, so I can see why it might have thrown, I, thrown, I, thrown it out. I think it was the stripy dressing gown that finally threw on a couple <laughs> of years as well. I didn't see that. I'll have to have another look. Also joining me on the podcast is my brother from another Mark Botchwright. Hello, Mark. I think what you mean is the winner of this competition is... <laughs> well, technically, I'm the winner because it got my age spot on. Well, no, Mark's the winner, really. He is more youthful. Youthful yeah, that process. And how yeah. come it oh, is got, that whenever oh, got you minus? Oh, excuse me, I didn't realise. Yeah, and you never play the game anyway. You can't just, just know, jump I, in I, one month I've when you think you've won. Mark, you're always the winner, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we got you two years younger than you actually are. Yes. Uh, but Fabulous. I tried again with a little bit of face fuzz on, and then it, it had me older. Listen, apparently earlier, Mark was slightly concerned that his Henry Winkler, the Fonz mirror, I'm still quite confused as to what this item actually is, was confusing, because what the, the mirror was in the background? It's in the background, a tiny little kind of shot of his face is there, and it had me down at... On that one, it had me down at 24... And him right. as 30. So by Neither sheer association things. with the Fonz, you managed to lose years. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because mm. as we established back in Happy Days, Henry Winkler was playing a character. I mean, how old was the Fonz, Fonz supposed to be? 19, 20? No, oh. he was well into... He was always supposed to be a bit older than Richie and Potsy and the other dude. Hold on, I am one click away. The I was other just dude... On don't act like you do. don't know who Ralph Mouth is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so while we're still on the subject of this mirror, where, where, where in your house does it live? Is it in the bathroom or is it just... I think it, what I'm getting at, have you got a house full of tat? No, how dare <laughs> you? Happy no, day. No, no, you, you know what? We're ending this conversation here. I will upload a picture of it and it is, if I do say so myself, very tasteful. <laughs> of all the pictures of Henry Winkler I've ever seen, this is the one I like the most. Every month, listener, I go to a lot of trouble to create a nice image for the podcast that sits front and centre on the website. It's designed to try and draw you in and I'll try and use a, a font which matches the image and blah, 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 you know, to engage you. And this month, I think all I'm going to do is upload a picture of this Henry Winkler, the font <laughs> mirror. And I tell you what, if that doesn't pull you in, nothing ever will. Oh my God. Gentlemen, should we talk about some video games? Uh, I prefer Happy Days memorabilia. Let's <laughs> <laughs> explore Mark's house of tat. Uh, actually, one man's tat is another man's treasure. I mean, you're probably sitting on a fortune there, Mark. I think you're overestimate the, the market for, for Happy Days mirrors. What inspired you to... Sorry, if we're still going on the mirror. Why do you even get something like that? Exactly, yeah, Liam. Where, like, where, where you're just you... walking past it. was like, I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> if if you saw it, you'd want it. Okay. Has it been with you a long time? It, it's yeah, it has been with me a reasonably long time. And, and How is long? there a better role model than the Fonz? <laughs> I'm not sure there is. Can you? I'm not sure there is. Good with his hands, confident with the ladies, respectful. Yeah. Polite. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take any crap. I think you might be right. Yeah, it's like the ultimate role model. The one person you want to see in the morning when you look in the mirror, it's the fonts. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So video games, we're one month out of E3. 
Yes. So by rights, it should naturally be kind of quiet time before the big announcements. But we're actually quite sport for choice this month. Steam mod. Let's talk. Let's talk Steam mods. How, how many of you has uh, ever enjoyed a mod from Steam? Um, was Day of Defeat a mod? Is that technically a mod? Yeah. It was for that? Was that for Half Life the original one? Yeah, but it was. It was kind of that. Those things where there was loads of mods for Half Life Two, and they became sort of. Well, that's where Counter Strike came from. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, technically, yeah, I played a lot of Day of Defeat, but I think mm. beyond that, that was your last experience. Oh, I guess I, I, if if you would call a mod adding a flashlight to my gun in Doom Three, right? Is that a mod? I, I guess so. Yeah, so I think that was the last time I played around with mods. Yeah, because I, I don't think I've actually used Steam mods in anger, because I'm I was still of the impression that you had to go these backdoor hacks and try and squeeze them in sort of a data directory here or there. I've never actually been exposed to Steam's modding thing. So is it just like installing a DLC update pack? Kind of, yeah. I mean, there's still some where there's there's probably maybe a few more hoops to jump through, but it's kind of taken a lot of the the bull out of the whole process. So anyway, recently. Uh, Steam decided that they were going to charge for mods, and there were various. Did anyone read up on this? What was the the, the reasoning behind the, um, the 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 charging in the first place? The reasoning behind was supposedly to try and um, obviously reward people for hard work, and to try and you know kind of engender this spirit of creativity through getting people actually to to take a payment for it. That was, yeah, kind of the the general reasoning given. Um, I'm not sure that many people believed it. I think that was the problem to start with. What what, what do we think um, the average gamer's concern was that this was Steam's way of Valve's way of of profiting from that because they were taking a cut? Obviously. Yeah, right. I think the cynical way across it is that because everyone knows Valve get thirty percent off anything, and it was just another way of well, this seems to be doing quite popular. I wonder if we can get a slice over here. But I think most of the mods seem to have been done in like good faith, like listening and like reading through what's what's been going on. Half of them just seem to be for fun or labours of love. So it it seemed like a bad target to start with. I don't know if they'd have done it on their own games. Like, right, we're setting out with this new hero of the heroes of the storm. Let's let's start this. Let's start the mods going across on this one. And uh, oh, sorry, uh, Dota, not heroes of the storm. If they set out with a, the modding workshop there that they could charge for, you could almost understand it. But the fact they picked another popular game, it just seemed seemed a bit dirty in some respects. It, it would have been possible to do do it if you'd started off with a new game. Yeah. Uh, the problem was they were taking something that was established where lots of mods had already been built on each other in this spirit of kind of creativity and sharing things. And as soon as you do that, there's no way to prove ownership. So it's very hard to monetize anything when you can't prove ownership. And so all of a sudden it became this question of will mods be taken down from sites where they're free? Will people stop you know, making things available to other modders because potentially down the line you can't then charge for something or you've got to get more express consent to use things um if they'd started just from fresh with a, a new game i think it would have been possible but kind of trying to do it in a kind of retroactive manner did lead to a lot of accusations they were just trying to profiteer a bit 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the temptation is, as you alluded to earlier, James, it's it's one of those where you want to jump on with something that's successful. You do it with something new and it's probably mm. not necessarily going to have that audience straight away, if ever at all. And I think what made it worse was that reading through some of the, the, the mods that got affected, there were some popular mods, almost in the same way that you find on the App Store. They'd taken their free mod, they'd made a paid version of it, and all the free one did was basically just spam you with adverts for the paid one. So it even soured opinions on the on the popular, the, the more successful mods out there. That was another potential pitfall, though, wasn't it? Which was, as soon as you start charging for something, as we saw with kind of the early days of apps and the like, um, the things that are actually worth money will be would have to be priced at such a point where people might not buy them which just leads people to kind of create things that are largely you know pointless spurious little add-ons for the sake of a few pence and those would be the things that would just flood the market yeah yeah what what's wrong with the donation button well this was the argument to begin with which was if there you know if modders wanted to make a profit from it you could have a donation button you could have you know pay what you want that kind of thing and you know it's not a, exactly a steady income, but at least you're getting something for it. Oh, God, I'm so sick of donation buttons on everything. I mean, it's kind of a tangent, but this whole YouTube slash Twitch streaming of games where people have, like, a postage side stamp of the game and around the screen is, like, 15,000 donation buttons and backer shout-outs and a conversation and, like... You know, people used to just stream games just because it was fun and people liked watching the games. But now everything is, oh, donate this and I'm sponsored by this and I'm making money and my living is doing this. And I just, I think the same thing, I think maybe that's kind of why the mods thing has kind of gone down a bit. Everybody's trying to monetize everything. You know, everyone wants to make a living out of everything. Mm. Like, I don't want a real job. I, I just want to make mods off Steam and then that'll back me my real job and I'll live forever off that money. But I don't know, maybe I'm just cynical. I think, but it, but it can work because if you, if you look at like the things like the hats and the different um, outfits you can get in um, like um, League of Legends and Dota and yeah and Team Fortress, there's a legitimate market there that says that people are willing to pay for good stuff, and people will be willing to put the effort in if they know they're going to get reimbursed. So there there is almost an argument to say that would a better mod scene come out of this if if the really big inventors, the ones who are willing to delve in, change the most logic, create the most assets, were allowed and could be funded to go full-time in that. Yeah, the argument is is that sooner or later someone will build some kind of a, a, a bit more of a framework to it through which you know modders can flourish. Um, the question is, should that be Valve and should it have been with the first attempt with an established game? Didn't they just do like a bad job of it, though? Like there's, you, you've mentioned a lot of the problems, but one of the most fundamental ones that I heard was people were taking free mods, re-uploading them as new mods, even when they didn't create them, and were selling them. So they were using other people's work. It just seems like a really badly implemented version of this. Like they didn't, they didn't see a lot of the holes that were just exploited virtually instantly. So is there an argument to say that for Valve to be that governing body, if you like, that's going to police this whole thing, they need to be reimbursed or have some kind of money coming in to cover those costs? Because they haven't got enough money. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, they don't have to be this... Um, you know, they don't have to be the kind of ring keeper for PC gaming. You know, they don't have any kind of responsibility to, to us all. No, but it, it works for them though, doesn't it? 
Yeah, that's true. It's not that's a true. burden they're carrying for the like sake of humanity, is it? Yeah, sure. And, and they've tried something similar with Greenlight, haven't they? They've tried to police what effectively goes on the store, and I haven't heard ringing endorsements for that all over the shop. It, it no, works no, in some situations, similar, yeah. but it doesn't mean the quality always gets through. It's who can pester the most people to vote a lot of the time. Hmm. Plus, there was some weird stuff about like the the way that the, the basically the publisher decided what the equity split was, didn't they? So, yes. Yeah. And and it was kind of like the modders had to agree, both parties had to agree how much the equity split was going to be. So the publisher could say, right, it's ninety nine one in my favour. Yeah. And the modder would go, uh, no, and they go, well, I guess that means nothing's happening then. Yeah. You get, you get no money. And there's always that chance that you could emulate someone like Dean Hall and, and have a Daisy on your hands that just suddenly yeah. boost sales of a game by I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying it was maybe hundreds of thousands maybe even millions do you? Yeah, it seems to be yeah and that's a serious amount of cash yeah it's that but, classic Dragon's Den question isn't it would you prefer like 20% of a million or or 100% of nothing nothing yeah exactly yeah. and th- they were using that to prey on the modders like you know just offering them the tidbit going listen it's better than nothing so you know you best take it and people were just kind of digging their heels in the sand and going well no screw you which I kind of I kind of understand but again part of me I mean is it just the fact that this is coming out of the bedroom now you know so it can't the heydays of people doing stuff for free like I was saying people, heydays of people streaming for free people creating mods for free people just being part of the community because they enjoyed being part of the community and giving back to it is that over it's all let's just make money and buy my stuff please I, don't, I, I, yeah. I think the fact that the community actually pushed back on this one speaks volumes for it because they could have just rolled over there could have been just an acceptance that this is another app store another steam store or just another way that they're, they're going to get nickel and dimed out of it but the fact that everyone went no no this is this is wrong hopefully that the noise that they made will actually allow steam and everyone else to pay attention mm. do you think they would have pushed back as hard if the split was 75 25 in the modders favor that's a good question I, I don't know because was it mainly the modders or was it mainly the community that just went yeah no. I'm, I'm sure it's just the community the idea of having to pay for something which was you know, ultimately but one of the big arguments that people f- put forward was you're not actually really paying people much, i.e. you know, you're giving the modders 25% um, so they saw it as you know, Valve profiteering and was it something like you had to get $100 credit first before you could withdraw anything, so that means you've got to make $400 in sales before you'll see a penny so you know, it, it, there seems to be criticism of the idea of it, and then criticism of the implementation, and the fact that Valve seemed to have got get practically everything wrong with it has kind of led to it being shelved. But so it's quite hard to actually pick through what part of it really people might have found acceptable, if anything. Well, it was the speed of the turnaround was quite impressive as well. Yeah, tell me about the backlash. I mean, how did it really manifest itself? Was it one of those funny uh, online petitions, or or, or what? What led to it, and how how soon are we talking? It was fast, wasn't it? It was days, wasn't it? Like a it, couple of days. Yeah, it was. It was one of those that I thought it was the same story, and then all of a sudden it had been reverted. It was just a couple of days. Yeah, it was fast. I don't, I don't even know if it was. It wasn't even. It was too fast. We made a petition. I think it was just literally. It was released, and everybody just went. Uh, no. 
Yeah, I've 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 got the uh the the story broke on twenty third, and then it was all reverted on the twenty seventh. So that's a hell of a U turn. It was quick enough for me still to be writing something about it, just as they ended it. Oh, really? So what did you do? Just scrap it? I just scrapped it. Opened Uh, up the CMS. Upload. What? Oh, waste of time. (laughs) Yep. You'd woken up that morning and a, a Fonzie voice had said to you, you know, you got to write. <laughs> That's a cracking impression. And you, and you just you just went to it and then before you knew it, on the scrappy, like so much of your work. That is my favourite, favourite thing of this evening is that any time Mark gets up in the morning, needs to do something hard, needs a bit of inspiration, he turns around and he just points at the Fonzie mirror with both fingers and goes, yeah. hey, we can do and, a, and, a, and a voice whispers. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is startlingly accurate <laughs> <laughs> window to my world uh, so big pats on the back to everyone we're not sure how we did it but we did it <laughs> mods are free <laughs> fellas another month goes by another month we get closer to Star Wars episode 7 being released how excited are you did, did I really just come back to how excited are you to Star Wars can I, I, I need to. I need to possibly hand in my geek card at this point in time. But um, I'm not a massive fan of Star Wars. I re- okay. I I have to say I really like the universe. I really like how it's set up for like big adventures and uh, and big fights and big storylines. But the the actual films have never never got me. I don't know if it's because like the the first ones I always remember only ever seeing on ITV on a Sunday afternoon. So there was always fights of Ewoks interspersed with adverts for Iceland. But surely you watched the trailer for the new Star Wars movie and got just a little bit excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like X Wings as much as the next man. Um, there we go. So I I will be going along. I'll be going along and and hoping that it does does uh, entertain me. But there have been people at work losing losing. Really? Those, yeah. Like you come in and it's the proper internet oh, forum going sweet, on. They're it? going through frame by frame, trying <laughs> to see what's happening from one to the next. But I am excited. I am looking forward. I am counting the days. Um, but we are a games podcast, so we'll bring it back to back to games. The Star Wars Battlefront trailer was released earlier this month. How cool does that look? If I can drive an AT-AT, I'm on board for this one. What do what do we get from the trailer? There's no gameplay as such, is there? It's all kind of um, CG. It's it's all what? in engine. I yeah, think it, it was in oh, engine. Okay, fine. Um, but I, I think we basically know what we're getting from a battle battlefront game, don't we? Yeah, I, I think they've they've been a few years away, but I think everyone has has been there. Although I, I'm expecting sort of it just feels like battlefield, just in the Star Wars universe at this point now. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. Oh come on! You don't like you don't like elves and dwarves. You don't like stormtroopers and lightsabers. What gets you moist? There must be something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is this is as close as it gets, and it's not just that I don't like. Maybe howl.net wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe you're just fooling us and fooling yourself. No, I don't, I don't know. Like Battlefront, it always strikes me as like a little bit little bit cynical it's like here's this really popular battlefield shooter that we like and here's this franchise that everybody loves and so that must equal money right 
Um, but, you know, I, I haven't played any of the Battlefront games, so I, I can't really speak from experience. But it's not blowing my mind. It looks all right, I suppose. Um, Do you think if it was kind of like in a different skin, it wouldn't be as popular? Yeah, I think exactly that, actually. Um, but, but, you know, if you like the thing, I'll probably give it a go because it's a first-person shooter and I like those. So, you know, we'll see. But I'm not, like, moist, as you would put it. Yeah. But that's the, the thing, thing is, with a good Star Wars game, though. It's got to be a good game, but it, to be honest, so long as it, it it's solid enough, the kind of sound effects and the yeah, iconography exactly, and everything else. Exactly, exactly the thing I was going to say, Mark. You just need to get the basics right, like sound effects. If there's a half decent game in there, but if you've got all the elements that transport you to that universe, that galaxy, um, you're onto a winner, I'm sure. Yeah, which is why I'm just like I'm not the right person for it because I'm just not. That doesn't work on me. It's not like you can't brand anything Star Wars and I go, oh, I'm not going to have it. Like, I, just, I don't care. I think like, the thing I hope for is that it'll actually wider out the demographic of who plays games like Battlefield. In, in the sense that every time I go into Battlefield, I just feel like it's just this, especially now, years after launch of 4, um, it just feels ridiculously hardcore and it's not so much fun unless you've got a squad of mates together. Whereas I think something like Star Wars could actually take the edge off and it will hopefully just be that bit more bit more casual, bit more enjoyable, just roaming around trying the different traits, trying the different vehicles. Uh, and so just maybe soften the edges of what is especially if you look at Hardline, they've gone ridiculously hardcore with it all. Well I'm excited. No, I am as well. Massively so we I, I you know what I played um recently uh rogue squadron on the n64 yes oh, wow and you know what i i yeah if you did change the skin of that game it, what have you still got it yeah yeah um it would be i can't believe i just asked you that the, the man <laughs> with a, a fonzie mirror of course you do sorry <laughs> i'll ignore that uh, <laughs> but no if you change the skin on that game it would be you know a reasonable aerial combat game still but they just yeah, everything's there. The sound effects are absolutely pitch, pitch perfect, and everything yep. just seems to tie in well. Um, yeah, and that, that's what makes a great Star Wars game. The world is gearing through the Star Wars hype machine. Things are ramping up. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to be looking out for this game and wanting this game to be great. And there's going to be no escaping Star Wars in the last six months of this year. It's going to be there's no escaping it now. I'm, so, I, I'm actually I'm actually genuinely annoyed with it already. I, I just don't care, and it's everywhere. <laughs> what? It's Every everywhere, single man. advert on TV is going to be about this, Leon. You're it's not going to be able to man. escape it it's for like, months on end. The hype like machine all... will start about two months beforehand, and it won't uh, stop until after Christmas. It's already started. Like all the websites that I like, even if they're not specifically about games, they all assume that everybody who is into computer games or anything like that loves Star Wars. So anytime anything is is done or a trailer or a we found out who's event, yeah we found out who's catering for the new films and that's yeah. like they make five hundred words out of that and it's front and then, page. It's it's everywhere and you're like not everybody is consumed by every single thing that is Star Wars. I don't hate it. But you're making me hate it. <laughs> you're you, shipping it in my face so much. I, I think my, I don't like this because it basically spoils the movies as well. Like I mm. watched the first Age of Ultron trailer, ignored it after that. Watched the first Jurassic Park trailer, ignoring it after that. I've watched the first Star Wars trailer, and I'm hoping that's going to see me through to the actual film itself. Do you know what? You're so right. And I made a promise to myself, I'm not watching any more trailers after I saw the, the first one. I lasted about 10 minutes after the second one. 
came online I, I just watched it and then watched it four or five times over and over again were you just watching the feedback come through on twitter of everyone blowing up over it and then just thought i need to i can't i, I can't just, yeah i just thought what am i doing i can't resist and i just went went in but i think now going forward i think you're right this whole thing with the vanity fair um cover there's already uh, a load of not spoilers but stuff that we definitely haven't seen before featured in the magazine and then of course people are then posting that to facebook it's it's almost impossible to hide from it if, if you wanted to it's going to be very very difficult yeah. for sure and i'm sure there's going to be people that are left very upset when something gets revealed or i don't know i, I can I, I can just see it in this age of social media i can't really think of another movie which has been as anticipated on such a scale as this in a time of social media in this way it's going to be quite interesting to see how it all plays out what the new mirror's edge from developer dice will be released during early 2016 they confirmed today man 2016 is going to be such a good year i think that's the sound of leon getting moist over there yeah you're asking what makes me moist i I am now moist (laughs) Oh my god. Do you know what? I'm with you. Mirror's Edge 2 is going to be amazing. I love the first one. Um, but god, it seems like so long ago now, dude. I know. I know. When was it? Was that the start of the Xbox 360? It wasn't the start. It's kind of like in the middle. It well, was the middle, yeah. 2009? Uh, 2008. Yeah. Wow. That's seven years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're in that period of develop- not developers or publishers like throwing games out of the E3 window, going, "Listen, don't don't bug us about this at E3." But it's- I, I I really get disappointed by this because like you look at what we've got on the the forum threads. So like talk about we've got the the Star Wars, we've got the Mad Max, we've got um, Call of Duty, we've got Guitar Hero, Mirror's Edge, um, another Need for Speed, more Plants vs Zombies. I used to love E3 for being this big surprise thing. Like you'd, you'd stop up, you'd watch it, and you'd get all these uh, announcements, and it, they'd be magical because they'd just be, you wouldn't know what was coming next. It could be new, it could be another sequel, it could be something like Mirror's Edge coming back from the dead, but it was a surprise. And the fact that, like, four weeks out, everyone seems to be playing um, and showing their hands, what what's E3 going to be left with at this point in time? Well, it, we've got Bethesda. They're, they're there, and we... we we think we know what that's about, but we could always be wrong. But I suppose we're not wrong. So that's going to be. But quite we haven't juicy. seen it. We ha- we don't know. There's still that True. that tantalising thought that it could be something completely different, and yeah. our imagination could run wild. Hmm. How they're holding on to that secret, by the way. I just have. I think that's why half the time we don't get any surprises these days because it's impossible to to keep anything a secret. Yeah. Today's world of everything having a phone in it and everybody being instantly connected to everybody else, um, and they're doing a very good job. Of, I mean, we've still got a while to go to. Presumably, it's a big team of people that will be working on. We should probably say we're talking about Fallout, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> for the for the listeners at home that are, we, we kind of stumbled over that, they must have a big team working on it. So to keep all of those people in check, I mean, I'm sure lawyers have made people sign papers and stuff, but that's not always a guarantee. But as Tony Hawk's found out, all it takes is one caterer with a cell phone, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like if has anybody watched Daredevil, I'm going to keep referencing it because I've watched it recently. I started, I caught the first episode, I need to go back and watch more. I've been watching Better Call Saul, which is um, yeah, which that's, is fantastic, that's fantastic. But in, in Daredevil, they've, they've blinded 
loads of people and they've got them like running the drugs empire so right. they can't see who the people are and what they're what they're doing i feel like that's how they're making fallout 4 right they've, they've blinded like loads of I people i sincerely hope that isn't the case <laughs> so, so is my talent as a programmer and a touch typist putting me at risk at this point yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> so they all don't know what they're working on but you know it's it's just being made tell me a little bit more about tony horse because that that has been um is that, was that a leak this week as well? Does everybody know ago. that's coming this year? I feel sorry for the guy though, man. That was, that was the internet just ruined his day. <laughs> well, talk me through this story because I know nothing about this. This is the first I've heard of it. So it was at um, um, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how they came up with that number. Um, I think got officially revealed uh, today through a Game Informer um, uh, publication. Um, but it was about a month ago that some chap doing the catering was so excited that he was catering for Tony Hawk's, took a selfie in front of a half pipe, but right in the background was a Tony Hawk's 5 logo. Right. So he, he didn't know squat about it, but as soon as his friends saw it on Twitter, I think then it just it just went viral at that point. Right, right. Surely if they were trying to keep that under wraps, there'd be no logos out in the public domain. Or are you saying this was in his private residence? Oh, no, I think this was like a... Because um, if it, uh, the Game Informer got the story for it, and so right. I'm guessing because of their, their lead on print times, they must have had an event to, to show it off to the print media and probably put the internet media under embargo until that point. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had a, a hall decked out in the in the gotcha. colours and just tried right. to sew everyone up with NDAs. Right, right, right. Yeah, you see the age of social media. It's gonna be no, no one can keep secrets anymore. You don't feel sorry for that guy. He, you know, he'd just done a good job. He was, I think he set up like loads of tables in a half pipe and stuff. And it was just a cool thing that he'd done for his job. It's probably, you know, he normally caters boring parties and just sets out food on tables. And he was like, hey man, look at this. I did a really good job. And it just, I think it was a TV screen and it was showing like a trailer or something. And he was really unlucky. Like he could have taken a picture like 0.5 seconds later and it would have just been an innocuous image that maybe was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, but he happened to hit the logo. Right. And yeah, like his his day as a caterer was ruined. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I really liked um, that Tony Hawk's Three was one of my favourite games. Uh, it is one of my favourite games. Four started to lose it a bit, and then it was just all downhill from there. Um, especially downhill. Downhill is horrible. Um, but Pro Skater Five, I really hope they bring it back to basics. I hope they get rid of all the shenanigans of um, like bringing it almost like jackass. If they can bring it back to what two, three, and four was, I think this is going to be a wonderful return. I think that's the that's the implication by calling it Pro Skater Five, isn't it? Yeah. It's like they they hopefully they know what they're doing because I love Tony Hawk's as well. And after four, I mean, I think four was my favourite. I mean, I played like Project Eight. Project Eight wasn't bad. That was okay on 360, but it still wasn't Pro Skater. But by doing this, this is just the equivalent of saying, okay, nothing else in between four and five matters. Like this, this is now where we're going with this, but we'll see. Did, did you um, ever get the Tony Hawk's, uh, was it Tony Hawk's Shred? The one with the physical skateboard. That was Ride, wasn't it? Was it Ride? Tony Hawk's Ride? Yeah. Yeah, we were. <laughs> that, was lot, that was in the era of the Wii and Rock Band and Tony Hawk was like, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, James? It doesn't surprise me in the slightest that that would be the kind of thing that you'd own. Oh, yeah, no, if it's, if it's a crazy peripheral, I want to try it. <laughs> I'm quite happy to uh, put my money good after bad just to see if it works, just for that one, for that one nugget that might actually do it. But all I can tell you is, guys, don't do it on laminate flooring. I learned the hard way. Yeah, you'll, you'll fall over doing that. Yeah. 
that's not cool. But no, I didn't buy a ride board because I'd already jumped off the franchise by that point. See what you did there. Thank you. Hey, I've made it this far into the podcast and not mentioned my Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. How how did we not do this? I meant to ask you before. Yeah. All right, yeah, like, break. Let's do this. What's happening? Ah, it's kind of... Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very exciting. Seriously, though. So has everyone pretty much predicted then? Listen, it definitely works. It definitely does stuff. But <laughs> how, how, long it, how long did it take you to get to this point from, from opening the box to where you are now? I mean, how long have you had it? What? Uh, about a week now. When and the greatest compliment you? is it definitely does stuff. It does stuff. <laughs> it's not that I great. Put that on the box. <laughs> the most irritating thing is he's got this activity app which kind of is tracking, you know, when you're sedentary, when you're supposedly exercising, when you're. Oh, that's got to be this, depressing. And uh, it, it tells you to stand up. It's like, come on, let's stand up. You've Seriously. been sat too still for a while. Is that like the 3DS that keeps telling you to take a break after a bit? Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> possibly. Yeah, very possibly. So. What's the best I, thing about it? The best thing, the best thing about it is obviously not having to reach into my pocket for very irritating, pointless notifications that probably, to be fair, could have been turned off. Have you played the actual phone? Have you played Spy Watch yet? No, is that is that a thing? I haven't heard of that. I've been trying to keep an eye out for games so I could talk about them on here, but I haven't really come across anything that's that interesting. I think it's called Spy Watch. I'll check that out. The coolest thing I've found so far is being able to turn the radio on on my phone from my watch. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. That's been pretty impressive. But I do have a flight at the weekend, so I'm looking forward to getting my boarding pass onto my wrist rather than... um, (laughs) Just imagine, like, the person who's taking the boarding pass, she's going to give you such, like, the... Really... Yeah. Look, come on, it's going to blow their mind. Are you really doing this? Listen, I went into House of Fraser today and um, to collect a couple of shirts that I'd ordered. And uh, the dude's like, Can I see the text message that you've uh, got? No. And I was like, Yes, you can. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to ask me that all day. I've been wa- this is the only reason I bought these shirts, dude. <laughs> and he was quite kind of blown away. And then his colleague came over and we were all looking at it. You Are know, you wandering just- around wearing short sleeves all the time? Even when it's ridiculously cold. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to be, trying to be safe. If people want to talk about it, I'll talk. But you know, I don't go. I'll talk off. about it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That's what you paid your money for. No, no, no. Don't I'm be coy about it. You no, love no, no. It. <laughs> you, you I, I genuinely it. believe in a few months it will really all start coming together. At the moment, like the coolest thing you can do is like kind of checking train times and stuff. And yeah, the game's called Spy Underscore Watch. Spy Watch. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. And you're training spies, and it integrates with the messaging system of the watch as well. Okay. Sounds cool. Um, yeah, apart from that, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, it's early days. Uh, I tried to Shazam something the other day. Didn't get to the app quick enough, and the song finished. Is it actually easy um, to use? Because it looks like it looked like it could be a bit fiddly. How is the yeah, actual interface? Big, it can be a pain in the ass, if I'm honest. Um, it's it's the least intuitive Apple product I've ever owned. 
it's not that obvious on how you're supposed to do stuff at first. Because explain to me how you actually select an app from it. Because I just see a tiny touchscreen and expect to be tapping away, but it's got a little wheel, isn't it? <clears throat> it's got a little wheel. It's got what they call the crown. So you can press that crown and it will wake the watch up. Or you could that will take you into your last app, depending on how you set it. You press it again and you're kind of zoomed out to all your applications. And that you kind of tweak with your finger and then select stuff based on um, what you see in front of you. So let's say Uber, for example. And then the app opens up and you've kind of got a limited user interface um, to interact with the application. I'm, I haven't come across an app yet which is amazingly well suited. Um, and again, I think it's just something that comes that will come in time. Maps is very impressive, actually. Maps is kind of cool because you can use the little crown to zoom in and out, and the details very impressive. Uh, if you're driving, it can give you a couple of taps on the wrist to, for a left turn, and continual taps on the on the right um, on your wrist for a, a right turn. So that, it is clever, you know. It's definitely got legs. Did you actually wear a watch beforehand, or is this? Yeah, yeah. No, I got a couple of nice ones that. Um, mark anniversaries and other bits and bobs so i'm not going to just stop wearing them um are you dual wielding or is it one on each wrist no i'm not going to be that guy (laughs) (laughs) to summarize navigation is probably the funnest thing about it so far but i'm going to definitely try this spy watch because that um sounds like it might be fun Um, how long is it going to last what till it's superseded or till it's sold because you're going to sell it I, you, you know <laughs> you got me I I have form yep um I don't know I, to be honest if I wanted to make money I suppose I could do it now because they're very sought after I ordered mine like minutes after it went on sale and I didn't even get it till like nearly a week after they've been released so um I'm, I'm going to give it time. I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic. It's okay. um, it's definitely not blown me away yet, but it's um, it's got legs, and my kids love the Mickey Mouse face on it. So, oh, that makes it worth it. Then. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer or anything? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think the trailer for Guitar Hero Live is a bit weird. I thought initially it was a really set up. Uh, really cheesily. Is this first person? Yeah, yeah, you basically walk through the backstage of a gig, almost as like fist bumping and eyeing up groupies before you actually get on stage. You're getting the eye from girls, this is brilliant. This is literally what you'll be playing when you're playing the game. Do you snort lines of coke as well? I think they might have stopped at that. (laughs) They've done well with the crowd here. That looks pretty real. It's actually... Well, it is real. Well, we'll say that. It's not obviously not. <laughs> like, they haven't got that many people. But they, they, they filmed it with, like, several hundreds of people and then replicated it. And it's this really weird... There's, there's quite a cool video on YouTube with how they've done it. They've got, like, this weird 360 camera thing. Right. Um, and then they filmed every scene twice. One of, yay, you're the best guitarist in the world. And one of, no, you're doing terribly. What are you doing? And, you know, your bandmates look at you going, what are you doing, man? Come on, come on. Be better at this. No, this is awful. And then they do these kind of really interesting, well-done cuts 
where sometimes it will maybe look away or during the transition from the crowd to the stage, it will change between the two. So it's not quite this hard cut of bad to good. It kind of just, it changes depending on how well you're doing and right. stuff. But the crucial thing here is that they are reactive to how well yeah. you are doing. Yeah. And I mean, this could either be the most amazing, ego-stroking, brilliant thing or just well irritated. But the, the main thing I remember of Guitar Hero or Rock Band is you don't really pay attention to the background. So I think this is going to be quite nice because you're going to just see that little bit of motion. Because uh, in previous games, it was always the camera panning around the stage, yep, looking yep. at your, how you styled your hair. Yeah. This, I think, is just going to at least get the atmosphere. It's going to be really cheesy if you're that person in the living room while someone else plays, because it would just be cringe-worthy actors just on stage. But I think when you're actually in there staring at that, uh, the, the highway with the notes coming down to you, I think yeah. you could actually be really immersive. I think you might be onto something. And you know what? I, I'm a firm believer that whoever you are, deep down, there is a side of you that loves cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's an element of it, which is because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of YouTube videos of people playing it already. And I don't know, it's hard to tell how much it actually impacts you. But when they walk out onto the stage and, you know, that, that hit of, oh, my God, there's 100,000 people here. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I, I, it'll be just like FIFA. After seeing it yeah. three times, you will <laughs> turn it off the option oh, just to on. hit straight Maybe, back on the stage. You know, just, yeah, exactly. Only a select few people in the world ever get that experience. If this, if this can even just give you a little hint of that. Yeah, that's fine for the first three times. After that, when I press A to start the song, I want to be hearing the opening but notes within seconds. Yeah, yeah it's going to get old real fast, because it's a really long lead-up to the whole stage thing and, and right. you're right I mean as somebody who plays these games constantly I mean in Rocksmith it gives me the, the option to just turn it off like it's like you don't even have to have a venue you can just have a wall with an amp on it and that is that is all I see because at some point I'm not looking and you realise you just get tunnel vision and you're just looking at the note highway Yeah, um, and, that, and that's all you'll see um, but beyond that, beyond this whole weird presentation thing, they have actually changed it they've instead of just five buttons in a row now it's two rows of three Right. So, in theory, it's more like that you're going to be making more chord-like shapes. So, before, it was it was kind of a weird, yes, I'm moving my hands near the place where the neck where it would be, but now you might actually do one finger on the top layer and two on the bottom, which right. feels a little bit more chordish. Um, and it, it does, it has changed it, so it means that the peripherals won't work between Rock Band and Guitar Hero, and that they are oh, yeah. slightly different. I think we're okay with that, though, aren't we? It's been long enough, right? If they were going to do it, this is how they should do it. Yeah, um, and I think after... Go on. I think after years of Rock Band versus Guitar Hero as well, the fact that you've got Rock Band trying to bring back the other instruments, and Guitar Hero trying to make a stab with its own new set of uh, toys... I, I think this is a proper differentiator between the two. You've got rock bands who are going for the, the more party, hey, we just want to get people around and have a mess around. Listening to what they're doing with Guitar Hero, it looks like they're trying to make it that bit more complex. You say with like the chord structure of your fingers. But equally, it sounds like they've made it even simpler for, for newbies to get into it with just the, the three buttons. So I like the directions they're, they're both separating off in. But um, even more so, have you heard what they're doing with the online element of Guitar Hero? it's basically like an MTV kind of music video thing yeah it? yeah which is great because you just like rather than sitting there going oh I don't know what to play I'll just scroll through this massive list you just flick onto that channel and there's something already playing and you just have to jam along with it and you, everyone in the world is in theory playing along to the same track which is great so you get to experience the, the full um, repertoire of the songs uh, they've included in the game 
but also you're going up against everyone in the world, which, you know, maybe you're not that good, but it's a it's a hell of a way to just try and sample new things, make yourself better. And if you don't know what to play, hell, just throw yourself in and see what happens. Yeah, and it also means they can... Because I feel like the majority of the game's content will be like that, because this live thing, that has got to be super expensive to do. So intensive. Because they've got to have a cover band who are covering the song and playing out the song. They've got to do it twice with lots of people in a massive venue. Okay, it's not 100,000 people, but it's, you know, there's a couple hundred people so they can replicate a lot of people. And the technology to do the whole 360 thing isn't cheap. So to do that for every track on the track list, I'm assuming it's going to be a very short sort of campaign which is going to be utilising that. And so I think the, the music video live thing is where all the, the huge amount of tracks is going to come in. And that's where, if you're just in a party mode or something, that's, that's what you'll sort of go on to to play. It looks like the kind of thing as well that it's really impactful when they're relaunching the series, but maybe in a sequel, or maybe they just support it through DLC rather than the sequel itself. You think, well, maybe you could just CG it and get away with it, because as we said earlier, you you won't be staring at the crowd, you'll be staring at that highway, so just getting that notion that you're up there is enough. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to be really cynical about this, and, okay, I've been fairly positive until now, um, I'm going to put my negative hat on and say that Activision have maybe done this so that A, they don't make any of the DLC in the, is back compatible because that's a big thing about a rock band, right? All of your songs come across. And I think they would have felt pressure to have done that. But because they've actually changed the guitar now, none of it is, is viable anymore. Yeah. They, have to, they have to do it all and sell, sell, you, sell you everything again. But continuing the cynical thread, I still want to know how rock band and harmonics are going to do it. Because if you notice, no one else has brought peripherals over. There's no steering wheels, there's no arcade sticks, there's no uh, controllers that have come over, despite no, no one really changing the buttons. Yeah, they haven't, they, they've said they're trying. They haven't specifically said, yes, we've done it yet. Um, because like you say, the wireless technologies have changed and, and that sort of stuff. So it's kind of hard to, to do that. But I mean, unless they release some sort of dongle or something, but who knows how they're going to do that. Um, Isn't it but, with wheels yeah. and the like? That's to do with patents, and um, it, it's the type of uh, the amount of information that's getting passed over. It's mainly the interface, I think, more than anything else. I think that it's because I'm sure us there's USB dongles to get stuff across from PlayStation Two to Three and onwards. But this time round, I think the I, I don't know is the PlayStation Four using Bluetooth because I'm sure PlayStation yeah. Three did. That's the thing. A lot of the PS4 stuff is compatible because it's just Bluetooth. Yeah. Whereas the Xbox 360's wireless was it was it was proprietary, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, it wasn't any. It wasn't a standard really. Um, and I think the Xbox One has um, Wi-Fi Direct, um, but obviously the old peripherals weren't set up for that and stuff. So it's it's all just a bit weird. I, I've basically got a plastic drum kit in my loft that is living or dying on how harmonics get revealed at E3. If if they can make it so that that thing can live, then it's then it's living a happy life. Otherwise, I think it's down the charity shop on the halfway through June. I feel like that'll be alright because it's USB. I think you know USB that, that shouldn't be too bad. I think it's the wireless guitars they're really having a problem with and stuff like that. I think, but we'll see, we'll see. But it, it's going to be very interesting because Guitar Hero is different. It is different. I, I, I'm not sure whether I personally don't think I'm going to be that into it, um, but. I'm wondering whether they're going to be able to... What's what's led you to say that? What, what, what's your apprehension? Well, I'm just... I've, I've moved on. Like, I have actually started playing Rocksmith. We went through this. Like, I've started playing the real guitar. Yeah. So, for me, 
I would rather just play Rocksmith and, and develop my real world guitar skills. And you look down um, your nose at people with their plastic guitars. I don't. I <laughs> do. I really don't. instruments. Because yeah. I was one of those people. So oh, I, I remember when I was one of you. Like, I I don't look down because I think it's I think it's still like no one wants to sit and watch me play Rocksmith when they come round after a night out you know <laughs> like that's that's not a party experience so I think I but I think I will still get a rock band because when everyone comes round that is you know people can it's a level yeah. that everybody can get round and play um, plus I have all this DLC which is just begging to be used so that's an instant no brainer for me whereas this I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm buying DLC for Guitar Hero Live no way and I'm not buying Privilege for it either uh, I can't I remember I, I just assume there's going to be more announced at E3 I think the trailer ends with pre-order now and th- that's about it I think it. it's this year I think it's this year I'll, I'll be shocked if, if I expect both of them to be out by Christmas yeah yeah definitely E3 will be interesting. It's going to be the battle of the the music games. It should be quite interesting. How many fake plastic bands do you think we'll have on on stage, rocking out, hearing the clicky buttons over the sounds of Nirvana? Oh god, that's going to be awful. Do you think they'll get proper bands to launch it to tie in? I think a lot of bands have sort of shied away from that sort of stuff now. I mean, they had the Beatles at one point, didn't they? Did they come on stage for that? Did, were yeah, they on stage I for remember that? Ringo and Paul being on stage. I think I'm sure it was the Xbox. Yeah, it was. They uh, really got the Beatles. Well, the yeah, two, they did. the two with dignity, were already dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, any reviews or articles or pieces of editorial coming up that you'd like to plug and put out there to the listeners? I will be reviewing Wolfenstein The Old Blood which is the prequel to Wolfenstein The New Order which I reviewed last year um, And you liked it I think? I did like it and I've started playing this and I think it's pretty good oh. so I'll be reviewing that and I'll also be reviewing Project Cars <clears throat> which is Slightly Mad Studios new racing game which is taking right. on Forza and Gran Turismo and looks pretty sweet Kickstarted and made made loads of money and everyone seems to be quite into it so I'll be looking at that and if I can pull myself to do it which I might do I might write something about State of Decay because I've been playing that a lot because it's been re-released and it's amazing yeah but I've already reviewed that last last gen and it was 10 out of 10 so there's not really much point in me reviewing it again because it's not going to get more than a 10 so we'll see Okay, cool. James, anything in the pipeline? Anything uh, you've just done? No, I'm um, I'm shamefully absent on the site at the moment. I'm, I'm actually only on day release for this podcast before I get locked back in the office. So, uh, <laughs> Well, it's good to have you. We enjoyed your your company. Mark, anything from the other guys? Manny, Steve? Uh, Manny's going to have a headset review. Another one, I think, coming up. Uh, I forget what the headset is mine it was just a sennheiser one that was just popped on the site the other day wasn't it yes and he also did the q pad i assume it's pronounced q pad and steve will be looking at the witcher 3 this month and i'll be looking at splatoon on the wii u witcher oh. 3 that's finally coming out is it it's been a long time hasn't it it's been a while oh. a couple of delays and um Setbacks. Seems like with that and Bloodborne and, and a, cu- a couple of other titles, this generation's finally starting to kind of lurch to life. <laughs> it's here, yeah, it's here. Okay, good stuff. Well, I look forward to to that. Um, I might even treat myself and download it and not play it. Um, good stuff. Well, all that's left to do is to thank you, listener. We always appreciate you 
coming along and downloading the podcast. If you have any thoughts, opinions you'd like to share with us, please swing by the thread or tweet us or Facebook or however you'd like to get in contact. We're always eager and listening. Uh, the weekly podcast comes out. It's every Wednesday, isn't it, Mark? Yep, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. You're still having fun on there, I presume. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there. Also with Phil and Steve and Ed and uh, other Mark. Uh, if you're into AV or movies or TV shows, highly recommend you download it. It's good fun. Um, huge thanks to, to James. We, it was great fun having you back, and hopefully it won't be so long again before you come back. It's E3 special next month, right? Yeah, Touchwood, I'll be on board. I enjoyed yeah. it last year, stopping up late to watch all the uh, the events. So fingers crossed. When when is when is E3? Will will we be going out before that? I tell you, you raise a good point. So we'll 16th, do our sixteenth to eighteenth. So we'll be doing our predictions then. Yeah. Okay, fine. And then unless what? we make it, unless we delay the podcast. Delay it. I was going to say because if we do it just predictions two days before, we'll look like yeah. We'll only have two days in which to look like idiots. I will never get the edit done in time. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be a month. Should like... we do a quick round of predictions now? Predictions. Nice. Just a very, very quick. Leon, what do you think? Uh, apart from like super obvious, I, I don't know. Um, Fallout Four. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? My mind's gone blank. My mind's gone blank. Um, Microsoft have got a new new IP, that Gears Collection or Gears One, which has basically been announced but hasn't been. That's going to be there. Um, Battle Toads, um, and I'm out. That's all I got. JT. Well, I, th- I think the main thing I was hoping for was Zelda, but they uh, yoinked that um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I just, fingers crossed, there's something there to show off the gamepad on the Wii U. Will, is it, will Star Fox be using the gamepad? Do we, have, they, have they said yet? Have uh, seen that? I don't know. We well, haven't heard much more of that. Have we seen that running? There was a couple of tech demos. Was it last year or one of their um, Nintendo Directs that was hinting at things with robots and... Uh, planes, but I don't think I've actually seen anything with it. But then they never have a large presence at E3 anyway, so best not bet a lot on Nintendo. No, no. No, no Mark, anything else you want to stick your neck out with or hope to see? Uh, well, we get into that stage where, you know, kind of everyone's getting towards the time, where, or at least the window when some of these VR headsets will be released, so you'd assume that we've got to be seeing some kind of games. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if... Project Morpheus was supposed to be, I think it's that slated early 2016, probably, and uh, it's Oculus Rift still kind of kicking around the same kind of time late this year, possibly early next year. So again, we're we're getting quite close, and given the fact that we haven't actually seen much, mm. it would be nice to see you know something, some kind of firm confirmation of anything that might be around, at least the, the kind of release window. Yeah. Yeah, now I, I really want to see some VR games, some hands-on people getting stuck in, and you know, big presentations, really going for the for the big um, the big excitement, the big hype, and of course, Fallout. It's uh, it's about time we saw something yeah. on that game. Okay, cool. Well, um, I'll, I'll say cheerio again to to JT. Adios. A high five to my main man Leon. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> a fist bump to Mark. Fist bump back. And a, a huge A to Mark's mirror with Fonzie. And we will catch you all next month on the pod.
Have you? I think you're the only one who's not done an E yet. Go on. Go on. I have my dignity. <laughs> I only do it to the mirror. You nearly did it. You nearly did it. I know. I can hear it. It's a secret right between a man and his mirror. He doesn't want to ruin that. Go on. Just do it. E.